This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 show. Tucking into a stinky sandwich, crunching crisps noisily, slurping soup. What is your snack etiquette in the office? And is it acceptable? We're going to be talking about this after Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper, girls just want to have fun this Tuesday morning on 11 to 1. Hope you're having fun wherever you are today. Great to be with you. Great to meet you, I was going to say. Great to be with you once again. 086-1800-658. If you'd like to get in touch with us on the show, you know I love to hear from you. Hang on a minute, though. Do you get that? What is that? Oh my God, it's wafting up, offending my nostrils. It smells like, I'm going to say, rotten seaweed that's been dragged from the bottom of the sea. Do you smell that? Yeah. It's somebody has just opened some smoked mackerel. This is one of the things... That will just make you wretch. Particularly when you're trying to do your work. But it happens. There are people in our lives that have absolutely no snack etiquette whatsoever when it comes to being in the office and working. And, you know, when I smell something like a mackerel, I'm just reminded of Jerry Kelly, that man. He has no snack etiquette. I'm going to tell you that now. None. You think he's Mr. Nice Guy. And look at he is. But when it comes to snack etiquette, he doesn't care. He is going to eat fish or curry or whatever in the office. I know this because I worked with him for many years. And this has just reminded me he's going to love this now. Because out of 2,000 office workers, 65% find the smell of foods the most annoying, offensive, I'm going to go so far as saying offensive thing in the office and guaranteed you are working with somebody right now who is crunching into their crisps noisily, they're slurping the soup or they've brought something offensive in like mackerel to the office. What's going on there? It should be in the kitchen but even then it's like, you know, have some courtesy for the rest of us who have to come into that kitchen after you and use it, you know. Open windows or just don't be bringing this stuff in to work is what I'm going to say. But what can help is there's a new office snack etiquette guide, which I'm loving. And it suggests smoked mackerel, boiled eggs and noisy crisps 
should never be eaten near your colleagues. So there you go. Jerry's going to have to leave the fish at home. Um, this is ex- etiquette expert uh, has been involved in this. Uh, <laughs> William Hansen, he advises to avoid tucking into anything with a strong odour such as eggs or fish so we don't annoy those sitting near us. Slurping on a straw is also bad for office harmony. Yes, you know, you're trying to, you're working away there in your computer and then what's going on there? Meanwhile, he says pears, soft sweets and yogurts are the perfect work snacks and orange and oranges and apples are also no-nos. Ah, hang on now. Oh, because the crunch of the apple. But what about an orange? Is it the smell? I mean, I could kind of be all right with the nice zesty smell of an orange, I'm going to say. What about bananas? That's what I bring in every time. Nothing there about bananas. So the guide the launch follows research which found fresh fruit, yogurts, chocolate and biscuits were seen as acceptable office snacks, okay? This is uh, over a study of 2,000 office workers commissioned by Yopley. They revealed that 65% find the smell of food most annoying in the office, while 43% are irritated by the sound of your man crunching into his crisps beside you. Yeah, I can I can get that. I really can. Uh, wondering, does this happen where you work? Let me know. Is there a noisy chewer near where you are? You don't have to maybe put your name on this just in case. Is there somebody that brings in offensive smelling things to work? Let me know as well. Are you that person maybe? Are you looking in your lunchbox now going, mm, I brought in tuna sandwiches. <laughs> Let me know. 86 658 It also emerged, by the way, along with the mackerel and the boiled eggs, uh, egg sandwiches, curry and kebabs. Now, I will say, I'm giving poor Jerry Kelly a bad rap here. I will say his curry is, forget about it. It's the most amazing curry smell that you're going to ever smell in your life. That is kind of all right, I'm going to say. But the mackerel and the other mad stuff that he used to be bringing in. Oh, rotten. Absolutely rotten. So I've named and shamed my colleague here now. Come on. Let get in touch with me. Do you have somebody working with you that just brings the most offensive lunch in? Let me know. You can also send me a WhatsApp voice note. I love those on 086 658 line the one on LMFM's 11 to 1. I can put up with most smells. Did you ever open a tin of dog food? That smell would sicken most people. Yeah, that and the cat food as well. To be honest, no, not the best of smells. But look at, you know, needs must if you have a dog or a cat. You've got to feed them something. John, thank you so much for sending that in. Loads more coming in about snack etiquette in the office and the lack of it, it seems, in the northeast. We're going to get to some of those. Plus, I've got music from Keen Duck Row on the way. The 11 to 1 show. This is always really popular each year. So just to let people know that the Lions Club Club in Drogheda, the tea dance um, is going to be happening in the D Hotel Drogheda on Sunday, October 8th at 2.30pm. And it's going to start off um, with Mass in Augustinian Church at 1.15 for those who would like to attend. It's the ninth year of the event. It's very, very popular. And uh, apparently even had some dates set up and a couple met at last year's Lions Club tea dance. 
Dance Andrada. So this is a fairly um, synonymous with romance as well. Uh, apparently tickets are limited as well to 190 for the event. That's the maximum number that the hotel can take and they will be distributed to active retirement groups and daycare facilities and care homes in the coming weeks. It is a free event but the tickets need to be secured before the day. So there's going to be very much tea, coffee, sandwiches and people can buy drinks as well. There's raffle and lots of spot prizes and it's supposed to finish at 6.30pm but according to organisers it can be hard to get the ladies and gents off the dance floor once they get started. So there you go. Draw the Lions Club Tea Dance back again on Sunday, October the 8th at 2.30pm. Keen to grow heaven on LMFM's 11 to 1. We're in hell actually because there's a colleague near us with some stinky food. We're talking about snack etiquette in the office and you've been on 086-1800-658. Good morning Sinead, this is Joanne. Smell of eggs, can't bear to look at it as well. It just makes me physically sick. Sick. Ban the egg and onion, tuna and sweet corn, sandwiches, sardines, just no. Also can't listen to anyone eating tato crunching, the sound drives me crazy. Worst thing ever as well is the soup drinkers. She's coming for the soup drinkers next. Should I say slurpers, they drive me insane. I'd have to run for the hills. Oh Joanne, how do you cope in any sort of office scenario with all of that thank you for that Rachel's on the same thing as well with the eggs the eggs are the worst my colleague often brings them in and once the eggs exploded in the microwave the stink oh yeah you know when that happens not good the chewing we have here loves a chew (laughs) loud chewer uh, who Actually, what they do is they chew and pop bubblegum. I can just imagine it now. <laughs> That's what's going on. So annoying. Thanks be to God, I only work in the office for three days. I'd strangle her. Oh, okay. Don't resort to violence with this sort of stuff. No bad smells here, says Jenny, but my colleague makes the most amazing toasties. The smell of them every day gives me serious food envy. You see, you got the opposite side as well. People who bring the most amazing looking lunches. They're not firing sort of soggy sandwiches into a lunchbox. They're making their lunch with care, aren't they? Partial to a tuna sample myself, but I work outside, so that's acceptable, says another message. Okay, we let you away with that. If it's outside and you're not sort of offending anyone in an office where a smell could linger, yes, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, Sinead, uh, office etiquette, smell foods, uh, that's the least of your problem. I worked in an office where there was a couple. Sorry, I have to just brace myself before I read this out. She used to pop his spots at the work desk. I'm sorry, what? That has just conjured up the most horrendous image. So there's a couple working in this office and she's popping his spots beside you. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm coming in. 86 658 They're going to gag. There's the Water Boys with Fisherman's Blues from the water to the sky now because it's going to be a case of... To infinity and beyond yes to infinity and beyond because it is space week next week we're going to be talking about all things outer space with Rob O'Sullivan he's national outreach coordinator for space week Ireland the 11 to 1 show 
Stargazers and space fans are gearing up for this year's Space Week, which is running from October 4th to 10th, a festival which aims to ignite a passion for space science and inspire the next generation of engineers, astronauts and scientists. Over the week, you can explore many events, workshops, lectures and exhibitions. There's something for everybody. Joining me now to tell us more is Rob O'Sullivan. He is National Outreach Coordinator with Space Week Ireland. How are you getting on, Rob? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. And you know what? It is fantastic that there is a week to celebrate all things space. Tell me, how did the festival come about initially? Well, it's actually a global celebration. It's been on for many, many years. And uh, my colleagues at Black Rock Castle Observatory decided that uh, a few years ago that we would take up the mantle of coordinating the events for Ireland. And it's been a tremendous success since. Uh, Irish people are clearly very, very interested in space. Space Week Ireland is consistently one of the, the busiest in the world, running um, more events than most nations, with only two or three run a few more than us. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really cool to, and really uh, encouraging to, to see how excited Irish people are to get their hands on anything to do with space and, and science in general. Yeah, that is great news. And, you know, as you say, I've, I've noticed myself that there is an absolutely uh, healthy interest in, in outer space here in Ireland. And in fact, this year, the theme is looking at the Irish space exploration uh, connection, which is really interesting. Yeah, well, that's a, an internal uh, to, to Ireland theme we're looking at. Um, in general, the, the, the theme is entrepreneurship, which is also pretty cool because there's a lot of Irish entrepreneurs out there that are getting their hands on the uh, the emerging space sector and starting Irish companies, there's two or three of them popping up, which is really, really cool. But yeah, we said we'd lean into the Irish space connection just because I think we've uh, become a small bit um, unaware of it as, yeah. as a nation. You know, we, we, we're kind of known as the, the land of saints and scholars, but a lot of people don't realize a lot of those scholars were involved in astronomy. And uh, it's really, really cool that, you know, for, I guess, 5,000 years now since the, the erection of Newgrange, we, you know, the connection with the night sky has been really important to us and I think people are starting to realise that it's important that we uh, appreciate that heritage and then look into it more and reconnect with it I think. So Space Week is the ideal opportunity to do that. Yeah and, and Newgrange just down the road from us here, yeah I keep forgetting that that's so integral as you say to, to, to the space exploration and the space connection and you know to my shame I had absolutely no idea that there were so many great Irish people who've made great contributions to, to astronomy and space exploration. Can you give us an idea of some of the people that we could learn about during Space Week? Absolutely, I mean you've, you've got countless but just as a kind of scrape the, the very, very tip. You've got people like uh, Margaret Lindsay Huggins who developed uh, photographic techniques that were really, really difficult um, at the time and she was working with her husband as a, an astronomer. Now, due to the restrictions of the time, unfortunately, uh, society was still quite sexist back then. She didn't get quite the recognition that she deserved, but mm. she still achieved amazing things in the face of it. Um, you've got Hamilton. Um, he developed a type of mathematics called quaternions which basically allow you to, to rotate in three-dimensional space without ending up in a situation where you're constantly looping around on yourself, you know, stuck. I'm sure you've probably seen it happen at some stage in a sci-fi movie where an astronaut is stuck spinning and you can't oh, move. Oh, yeah, like in uh, Gravity, that amazing exactly. film with uh, Sandra Bullock. That's the immediately what came to mind. And actually, that's if people haven't seen that, that is done so effectively. It's like, oh my goodness, your your own stomach will be churning watching her in that sort of spin that you're talking about. Yeah, it's really, really brilliant. It is. It's good fun. Um, I, I won't say too much about all the science, but yeah, good fun. <laughs> Take some artistic license, but I think of that's, course. that's fair. <laughs> Suspend um, your disbelief, Rob. That's what it's all about when it comes to the movies. Exactly. You know? <laughs> no, that's it. Some of the movies out there are incredible. There's the one with Matthew McConaughey. The name is uh, leading me now. For oh, Interstellar. Um, 
that's the one. The yeah, science yeah. on that was actually very, very good. And what's cool is a lot of the uh, computers and stuff that they, they got to help make the you know 3D images and stuff for the movie, they were actually able to let real physicists do some really, really cool work on it. So, oh, I love um, that. I love that. Outsourcing it to the actual experts. Brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, but getting back to the Irish Connection, you've got people like um, Annie Maudner. Um, again, because she was a woman, she didn't get the recognition that she deserved, but uh, she'd done some really, really cool work on sunspot emergence and been able to, to look at you know, uh, corona, you know, making these strange shapes on the edge of the sun. Um, you've got the Burr-Castle Telescope, um, which for a very, very long time was actually the largest telescope in the world. Uh, oh. It was called Le- Leviathan, which I think is an absolutely epic name for a telescope. You can still see it today. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, and I highly recommend anybody take a trip down to Burr-Castle to check it out. Uh, we've built bigger telescopes since, and we're continuing to build bigger ones. Uh, we're involved with the European Southern Observatory here in Ireland, and uh, they're building what they're calling the Extremely Large Telescope, um, which is really, really cool, but I don't think it's as cool a name as Leviathan. Yeah. Um, but my favourite Irish connection, I would say, is probably, I'm a little bit biased, is uh, Agnes Mary Clerk. She's a, a Cork-based astronomer. Um, she... Uh, you know, contributed a lot to science communication and public books um, to make science accessible to the general public. And she, she really, really strongly believed that these um, scientific fields weren't something that should have just be held in the, as she called it, the lofty halls of academia, that they belonged to everybody and that they were our birthright. And we've honoured her with uh, a crater on the moon being named after her, which I, I think is pretty great. That is amazing. And I had no idea anything about that. And I think somebody like her would be so delighted then that we have Space Week, which is so accessible to, to everybody. And as you rightly say, out of the lofty halls of, of kind of academia and all of that sort of stuff. And there's a number of great events that are going on throughout the week. Tell us what we can enjoy next week. Sure. I mean, if you hop on the Space Week website and just search by your location, you're going to see events. Even to this day, that there's still events coming in. I can see them right now being uh, registered. So keep checking back over the common days in your county. Um, there's events uh, such as in Burr uh, Castle, as I mentioned, is uh, in County Offaly, and just down the road in Burr Library, there's been a really cool selection of workshops, including one with Vex Robotics. So you get basically get to make your own little robot and try and make it, it work. Uh, you've got um, the Cork Space Festival down here closer to me, where uh, for one weekend from October 6th to 8th, we're doing a dedicated space festival with all things kind of Cork space through Monster Technological University. So you can come down to the Cork School of Music on the 7th of October and meet uh, Percy. He's a little rover made by the Monster Technological University team. You can meet Vex Robotics again. Uh, my colleagues at Black Rock Castle Observatory will be bringing the Stardome, which is our kind of mobile planetarium down there. Uh, it's all free, and we'll have a, a whole selection of talks hosted by Robin Ince of uh, the Infinite Monkey Cage podcast. People are probably familiar with that one. Oh, yeah. Um, you've got uh, the Atlantiquaria in Galway are basically doing a really cool adaptation on their usual aquarium show where they explore what life might look like on other planets by looking at life here on Earth. Um, and there's some really, really cool stuff, including the NASA Space Apps Challenge happening in Dublin. And Fingal Libraries are running two or three really cool events. They've got uh, David Moore, the uh, astronomer, giving a talk. Oh, we know him well, Dr. yeah. Yeah, Dr. Neve Shaw will be doing a few talks for kids. And the Big Bear, Bear Planetarium will be up there as well for a couple of dates. So that's just scraping the surface. It's a like, the, like I said, there's yeah. events coming in left, right and centre. So I highly recommend you check out the, the Space Week website if, if anybody's interested in uh, 
finding one in their area. And and as you say, the talks there by Dave Moore and of course the fantastic Dr. Neve Shaw from our neck of the woods here in, in Dundalk is is well worth it, not to be missed. That's that's for sure. And you know something like this as well is fantastic for getting kids interested in areas like maths and physics and things like that. Kids love learning about space, and there's some great resources as well on the website for teachers, isn't there? There is, and I will say this, like kids, it's so cool to see how interested they are in space and how much they already know about space. Because I think uh, when I was growing up, we didn't focus on space as much as the subject, sadly, in school, but they're really getting there now. Um, but yes, as you say, for teachers, there's a whole dedicated section on classroom resources. If a teacher wants to run an event in their school and register with us, we'll actually send them their own custom image from our telescope here down in Black Rock Castle Observatory that's unique to their class and we'll send them a whole lesson plan on how to explore that image and to help their kids find that image in the night sky. Um, They're all of what we call Messier objects. So there's a French astronomer called Charles Messier who documented a whole bunch of strange nebulous things in the sky when he was looking for comets. Uh, Basically, he was sick of finding them because they weren't comets, so he said he had to make a catalogue so that he wouldn't keep running into them. Uh, but they're all really cool things like uh, globular clusters and galaxies. And uh, what we've done is given you the tools to explore what your one is, figure out what it is. And uh, we've got some video tours of the observatory for each class as well if they register. So there's a, a wealth of resources and we'll send you even more. So it's, uh, there's no excuse not to get involved. Absolutely no excuse not to get involved. It sounds like a fantastic week, Rob. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us this morning. Of course, anytime. Thank you spaceweek.ie okay that's the place where you're going to find all of that information and I have to say there is some fascinating information on there about the Irish connection to space exploration and you know if you're at home as well with smallies and you want something to be doing particularly if it is going to be very rainy and everything else there is also a parents resource on that website as well where you can try out some fun experiments The 11 to 1 show Going back in time very shortly and one of the biggest bands in the world popping up in the Northeast Update right after Trisha Yearwood. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1969, Apple Records releases the Beatles' 11th studio album, The Infamous Abbey Road. It was their final recordings as a quartet and it topped the charts in 11 countries. And today is National Family Day, an event that is intended to allow loved ones to take a respite from their daily lives and spend quality time together. So we're all leading very kind of hectic schedules today is intended to give us a bit of leisure time outside the hustle and bustle of our routines and connect with our families. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie There's Wet 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 Good Night Girl still to come on 11 to 1 singing sensation Mary Byrne is back this time she's singing the songs of Bert Bacharach she's going to be joining me for catch up after 12 The 11 to 1 show Are you obsessed with social media? Well now you can study it at university more on this after Alicia Keys
Alicia Keys, Empire State of Mind. You're listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. And for those of you obsessed with social media, maybe you see yourself as an influencer. Well, you can now study a course to help launch an online career. Now, normally, if I was to come across a story like this, I would be full of sarcasm and rolling my eyes and tutting and all this kind of thing. But I had, some would say, a brush with (laughs) the life of a social media influencer. And let me tell you, I failed miserably at this. If anybody checked out our Falter Ireland vacation videos the last couple of weeks, uh, look, at I managed to get it, you know, together, which was good. But let me tell you, that was hard. Making those videos was really, really difficult because I haven't a clue, really, about social media. I know, like, the bare bones of things. But when I tried, so I got all the footage. All that was perfect. That was grand. Loads of footage of the fantastic vacation. That was great. But then when I went to actually edit it, that's hard. Also, when you go, you know, when people, the influencers, they make it look so easy where they go, oh, here I am. Come have a day with me. Oh, I went off and I did this and da, 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 da. And they're talking over like they're narrating their clips. That's hard. I had to do that. I kid you not. About 500 times because I was talking too quick for my own clips. There is an art form to this, people. Do not mock it. Okay, so now you can study a Bachelor of Arts in content creation. Maybe I should do this and social media. It's happening in uh, Southeast Technical University in Carlow next year. So it's a four year course and it'll include modules in creative video. Interesting. Audio podcasting. Yeah, that's the way of it now. Celebrity culture, photography, event management, as well as work experience placement in third year as well. So a number of experienced influencers, including TikTok star Laura Whelan, uh, sorry, Lauren Whelan, will also be invited to work with the students as part of their studies each year, which is really, really interesting. And, you know, even for people who are working in, to be honest with you, any industry now, you need to have an online presence, particularly social media. So this is going to be really, really you know, I think beneficial because look at it, it's the way things are going. It's all online now, our whole our whole um, uh, lives really. So the idea for the degree was born from an online influencer course run by lecturer Irene McCormick at the former IT Car- uh, Carlo. And uh, she said at the time it ran online and there was crazy, crazy interest in this. Normally with a summer school, you might have 30 students. And for this, we had to stop it at 150. It alerted me to the fact that something indeed was growing. So there you go. A lot of companies are now looking to hire influencers and content creators to work with their brands. So there's really a variety of careers that students could end up in. So if you somebody at home who are thinking about, you know, what they want to do next year, look, this is, you know, maybe for them. Uh, it's quite interesting. And like I say, you know, brands, you could be working with all that sort of stuff. Uh, so it's Carlo uh, IT. That's pretty much the place to be checking out all the details of that. So there you go. You can turn your obsession with social media into an actually a quite quite an interesting career. There you go. And you get to kind of talk about celeb culture, which is, you know, I'm on board for that sort of thing. I really am. Uh, speaking of celebs, let's check in with them now in The Buzz. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. Davina McCall has given her blessing to the new Big Brother lineup. The show starts on October 8th for six weeks with AJ and Tutu and Will Best as presenters. I, I am going to watch it. Mm. I would have done it. But in retrospect, 
I don't think I would have been right. I think it's nostalgic for me. There's, it's come a long way since I hosted it, and I am a different person. When I saw AJ and Will at the NTAs, because I wasn't sure how that was going to work or anything, but actually seeing them together, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Because it's all about the connection, right? Very important. SZA has become the first artist to score multiple number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100 this year. Her latest single, Slime You Out with Drake, just hit number one. Cardi B is the latest celebrity to do Hot Ones. She will be appearing on the iconic web series this Thursday, September 28th. Paul Meskel was asked about the Roman Empire while in Italy this week. We don't know whether the presenter knew or not that Paul was actually filming Gladiator over the last few months. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? I would say in the last six months I've been thinking about the Roman Empire quite a bit. Mm. But Other than that? <laughs> other than that... It's a no. I would say my dad thinks about the Roman Empire daily. Really? Yeah. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. You see, this is more of it now. What's that Roman Empire thing that they're all going on about on Instagram and TikTok? Like, I feel like it's a code for something that I'm left out of. I don't know what it is. If you know what that's about, by the way, just let me know. Very out of the loop. 86 658 Back to the music. Here's Bon Jovi. John, I don't think it's just about the Roman Empire, is it? This TikTok viral thing where women... So what it is, is right, women ask the men in their lives how often they think about the Roman Empire. That's a TikTok trend, I kid you not. I'm bamboozled by it. What does it mean? Do men think about the Roman Empire? Like, that is the most random thing that I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Maybe the men of the North East can shed light on this. Are you thinking about the Roman Empire? Is it a code from, for something else? I don't know. There's 1.2 billion views of this. I don't know. Is it a social media craze? Is it ridiculous? Or is it something deeper about the differences between men and women? I don't know. Thoughts, please. 86 658 Anyway, leaving the Roman Empire to one side because we are going to be chatting to the fantastic Mary Byrne. She is going to be back on the stage performing the songs of Bert Bacharach at the National Concert Hall. We're going to catch up with her next. The 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M. I say a little prayer, magic moments, raindrops keep falling on my head. Guaranteed you are humming those songs as I read the titles out. I am merely scratching the surface of the huge catalogue of hits that legendary music composer, songwriter Bert Bacharach wrote. Now these hits and so much more will be performed in a very special concert, an evening of non-stop hits featuring none other than the incredible Mary Byrne, Ronan Connells and special guests. It's going to be a real celebration concert and I'm delighted to have Mary Byrne on the line with me now. How are you getting on, Mary? I'm doing fine, yeah, yeah. Good, good. I hear it's that you have been uh, kind of under the weather. You've had another knee operation, is that right? I've had my first knee operation um, and I went back today for my six-week checkup, and he is as happy as anything with it. So I have to get the other one done next year. Okay, so you're on the mend, which is fantastic because we need you yeah. fit and ready to be back on stage. And what an amazing night this is going to be. I mean, Bert Bacharach, what an incredible show this is going to be, Mary. Well, listen, I tell you, I did one uh, just before lockdown with Pat Egan in the concert hall and I only did two songs and Bert was still alive at that stage. Yes. And to listen to the, the, the songs that were being sung that I, I'd forgotten he'd even written and I felt so honoured to be on that stage. I'm even more honoured now because the man has passed. Mm. 
Mm. And the, as you said, the catalogue songs he has is incredible. And I've got to do, I think, at least five to six songs this time. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Now, I will be hobbling out on the stage yeah. with the new knee. But, you're but not, I'll be fine. You will bring it all. I know you will. You're, the show must go on when it comes to you, that is for sure. And, you know, as you mentioned True. there, yes, passed away at the start of this year. And, I mean, such a legacy he has left. Do you know, to my shame, Mary, I, when I first started out in radio, I had no idea who Bert Bacharach was. I mean, I knew all the hits, but, I mean, the man behind them is an absolute legend. But I think a lot of people, maybe people of a certain era or a certain age might know him, but definitely my generation and younger will know the songs, but not the man. Exactly. And I mean, he did write some songs that I didn't even know he'd written. Yeah. I mean, there's one particular song that I, I love to hear sung. And it's, look, it, his music is, is outstanding, but some of his songs are very quirky in the way, the way that the music is played around mm. them. And one of them is, a home is not a home and a chair is not a chair unless there's someone sitting there. It's just the way he wrote them. They just capture your heart, and anyone who's lost somebody or yes. have fallen in love, or and the lover is gone, to to hear the lyrics of that is so moving and so beautiful. And Cilla Black, one mm. of the one of my favourites, who I met, oh, the song she sang that made it huge in 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 the UK and Ireland, and and of course uh, Diana Warwick did it over in America, but Cilla's version made it huge in Europe. Uh, anyone who had a heart. I'm going to be singing that. Oh, amazing. That is just, that is just an honour beyond honours. Oh, absolutely. And as you mentioned, you know, when, when you have two complete legends like that performing it as well. And, you know, when you say that line, there's something about a chair, isn't there? You know, when you see somebody's chair and they're no longer yeah. in the chair, there's like... It kind of goes beyond words, that image of that, isn't it? In terms of, you know, that indescribable feeling of grief, of loss. It's kind of like when I go around to my mother's house. My mm. brother is still living there and I see my mom's chair and my dad's chair. Yeah. They're still there. My brother has never got rid of them. And I might sit in one of the chairs and all of a sudden you get this overwhelming feeling of sadness and happiness because you knew the person that sat there, but they're not there anymore. Yeah. And you're still carrying on. So, yes, it does. It, it has a beautiful meaning. It has a sad. It has a happy. You know, it, it just brings back so many memories. It's brilliant lyric. Brilliant. The man was a genius. Oh, there's, yeah, there's so many like that as well, isn't there? I mean, even like when I even say magic moments, I mean, I'm I'm instantly like the the, the it's, I'm humming it in my head. You know, that song particularly for me. I mean, it's just I don't know. It reminds me of Christmas because I think it was kind of associated with a Quality Street ad, wasn't it? But that's correct. There's so yes. much going on with just even that song, and like you say, the lyrics, the way that the music is framed around it. It's just he really was a master, wasn't he? He was. I mean, no Listen, wonder he was. He w- Sorry, there's a song that that I'm doing as well. It's called "What the World Needs Now," oh, and yeah. if you listen to the lyrics of that, it's 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 a simple lyrics. It's telling you what we have, but it's not what we need. We have enough of what we have. What we need now is love, sweet love. It's just he was just I don't know where the man came from mm. from another planet probably. He was just such a genius at what he wrote and, and the way he put the, the words to music. It was un- unbelievable. Oh yeah, and we definitely could take on board an awful lot of what he was saying in that song now. We really, really could. So this show, as you say, you're performing a, a, a few. We have Ronan Collins in there. You have special guests. Can you tell us who the special guests are? Are you allowed to reveal that? I don't know. I know one of them is a friend of mine, Tommy Carey, and we have 
the young lady and I can't and I'm lost for names now and Pat Egan will battle me to death when he gets <laughs> get his hands on me. She does the carpenters for him. Um, oh, I can't Chloe, think of her no? name. Is it Chloe? No, no, it's not Chloe. Oh, she's just she's a, she she does the Carpenter show and it's where you were listening to Karen Carpenter oh, when amazing. she's singing. Yeah. So like and there's a few others on. There's so many different people going to walk out on that stage and believe you me, it is a stage where you feel like a diva. You feel like a star. Yeah. Because it's such a beautiful venue, and I just think people when they when they come to sit in it, they're going to sit back in those beautiful seats and listen to the the top of the top music. And hopefully the singers will bring all their own feelings and everything else to the di- to our way of doing Burt Bacharach. Yeah, oh, and it's something that, you know, just escape your life and just get lost in this incredible music for, for a couple of hours on, on the 4th of October. Absolutely amazing. So Mary, the other, I have to ask you because um, there's somebody actually, <laughs> there's somebody messaging in actually as I speak asking, will Mary be back with menopause? <laughs> <laughs> That's hopefully, literally it. Hopefully you will because Menopause 2 just went really, really well, didn't it? Oh my God, it was, it was incredible. Not only in the UK, Wales and Scotland, but when I came to Ireland in the gaiety, it was outstanding. The crowds were, they were just, look, they were Irish. They yeah. got up there and they got behind me. They got behind us all. But they did give me, you know, the feeling that I was still, that they appreciated the whole thing we did on the X Factor and everything else, it was mm. just outstanding. Now, he's bringing it back, hopefully, in 2025. And listen, I'm hoping that I'm going to be asked. I think I will. Of course you I will. I have to just twist his arm, you know what I mean? Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah, hopefully it'll come back. Oh, no, I think so. I think so. And uh, also, you have been working really, really hard performing a show based on your own story. I think it's, uh, is it Mary Byrne? Check Me Out, which I love. I love the name of that. It is. I'm working with <clears throat> with Rob Murphy, who plays Buffy in uh, Alan Hughes's, um Panto. Oh, yeah. And he's been writing out, I've been telling him my story. He's been writing out, you know, paragraphs of it so that I, you know, it, it has to be structured. I've never done a one-woman show in my life. Yeah. Apart from standing on stage and singing, I believe oh, doing different. a one-woman show yeah. is much harder. Mm. Yeah. So, so I'm very nervous about it. But I'm looking forward to it because it is show, it will show a very vulnerable person okay. because there will be a lot of, there'll be a lot of tears. Yeah. There'll be a good bit of music and there'll be a lot of laughs. And I hope that I can just sit with the, the, the crowd and feel as if they're all in me parlour and we're all just talking about my life. Oh, it's looking good and it's hard work but I'm looking forward to it Oh I say it's going to be absolutely brilliant because what a story what a life you have led to this point Mary it's going to be absolutely amazing it really really will you'll have to come back to us when that's uh, ready to rock but uh, for now you're heading uh, to as we say the concert hall for the celebration of Burt Backrock on the 4th of October wishing you the best of luck with that thank you so so much for joining me and best of luck with the recovery And thank you very much for having me and I'll be back swinging the leg whenever I can. (laughs) Thanks a million, Mary Byrne. Thank Thank you so much. Oh, she's great. She's absolutely brilliant. An evening of non-stop hits with Mary, Ronan Collins, plus a host of special guests for that celebration concert. Remembering the brilliance of Burt Bacharach National Concert Hall, Wednesday the 4th of October. All the details and tickets, nch.ie. The 11 to 1 show. Yeah, Dua Lipa Dance Tonight. I have found out more about this trend that's on TikTok regarding the Roman Empire and how often men think about it. More on that after the job search. 
LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Bordgosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie. Barawadi Motors requires a full or part-time motor mechanic in the screen Tara area for all models of cars, commercial vehicles and Jeeps. To apply, please email Tara at gmail.com. The Castletown Road Post Office Dundalk requires a part-time post office assistant. To apply, please email your CV to vacancypostoffice at gmail.com. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Bordgosh Energy. For gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation, visit localheroes.ie. How often... Do you think about the Roman Empire? So if you've been approached, men, okay, it's men. If you've been approached by your partner or wife or whatever, a girlfriend, or heard others discussing this, right? (laughs) It's a Google Trend thing. So, and it's all over TikTok at the moment, right? So apparently Google Trends data showed a 10 year high in searches for the term Roman Empire which nabbed a spot at the top trending query, right? Particularly over the last week because we're going, what the heck is this thing all about? So do guys think about the Roman Empire? I think it's just sort of a random response to an Instagram post, okay? Now it's uh, on TikTok where the hashtag Roman Empire has garnered 1.2 billion views. Okay, so it was just a random thing that someone put on something else and now people are latching on to this as trends go I mean who knows how they start it's it's kind of crazy so just wondering as a bit of an experiment because you know I don't have a co-presenter here I don't have a producer I can call in to ask this men of the northeast how often do you think about the Roman Empire just answers 086 658 is it never is it a couple of times a week? Is it a once in your life? Whatever it is, I, I want to know about this. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? 86 Loving your superstar? Never. Is a lot of the responses coming in on 086 We do have other ones. I'm going to get to some of them. And I've got music from Dermot Kennedy on the way. I still think it's a euphemism where there's something going on. They're not being honest with us about this TikTok trend. The 11 to 1 show. With Gilmore's. Well, I often use the phrases Rome wasn't built in a day. Don't do a Pontius pilot on it. What have the Romans ever done for us? So, okay, that's a lot of sort of Roman themes. Yeah, people do say that, don't they? Rome wasn't built in a day. So there you go. John says, never. I'm too busy thinking about my own empire. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, happy building of the empire. My wife asked me this last week and I said about twice a month. Then she started laughing at me. I thought I did something wrong. Well, you see, this is where I'm going. People know something maybe about this trend that we don't know. I don't know. Uh, Somebody else, a couple of times a day. Uh, Okay. (laughs) The usual amount, says another one. I think it might be once in my life ever, says another one. Never. uh, But now that you're talking about it, I'm thinking about it more. But I definitely not before that. Okay, because I've brought it up now you're thinking about the Roman Empire. Is it, are men concerned with our civilization dying out? Is this what this is? I don't know. Anyway, 
confusing confusing TikTok trend about the Roman Empire I don't know it's still eluding me anyway getting back to the music here's Dermot Kennedy Here's the foundations build me up buttercup finishing the show for today that is our lot thank you so much for your company and I'll chat to you again tomorrow Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt, the best in motoring here for you. Hey.